This is the Bates Bobcast, our weekly podcast where we take a look at the week that was in Bates Athletics. My name is Aaron Morse, and this week we're celebrating 1,000 career points for women's basketball senior Nina Davenport. The swimming teams won the main state championship again, and we catch up with our top two squash players. That's coming up on the Bates Bobcast. The Bates women's basketball team defeated Maine Augusta 67-58 on Friday in the Bobcats' home opener. Senior Nina Davenport led all scorers with 25 points, including the 1,000th point of her career. Carly Christoffi, the sophomore point guard, over to Davenport, who will drive to the elbow and kick it outside for Friedland. Now back to Davenport, right wing three, got it! And Nina Davenport is the 20th... Bates women's basketball player in program history to eclipse 1,000 career points, and the crowd knows it. After the game, Davenport talked about the milestone and the win. What was a sense of relief? What was going through your mind? Very much a sense of relief. I was very happy to just get that out of the way, and it's like, okay, let's play basketball now. So, very, very relieved. Well, I know that first time you took a three right away. Yeah. Hope you get it right away, right? I was like, I was like... I'm open, except before the game, I was like, I don't need to get on the three. Like, I'll take a layup, like, I'll get it anyway. But I was like, well, I'm open, I might as well shoot it. And I was like, I missed it. I was like, all right, calm down, Nina, calm down. Like, let's focus, just play basketball, play the game, it'll happen. So, yeah. And it looked like for a second you guys thought the game was going to stop or something. Ooh, <laughs> I thought so, because usually when I've seen other people do it, they stop. So I was, like, celebrating, like, high five, and the coach was, like, get back on defense. And I was like, oh, they're not stopping. And I was like, all right, let's get back. Right, right. So luckily they didn't get a fast break layup out of that. So. Right. <laughs> Well, a pretty tight game here today. I mean, well, those um, shots necessarily weren't falling for everybody, but how did you guys adjust? Yeah, I mean, we knew coming into it that they were really good shooters and that they could take it like three feet off the three-point line. Um, and I mean, they obviously came out in the first half and hit a lot of shots. Um, and our defense, we were kind of mixing it up um, between our different defenses that we did. So just kind of, we in the second half, we really focused down on our defense, you know, getting that second help rotation, boxing out everyone, um, and just containing their shooters. And I think we did a much better job of that the second half. Going back to the 1,000 career points, doing it at home must be pretty special, right? Yeah, it was very, very special. Um, in high school, I didn't get to do it at home. And then the crowd here tonight, you know, just seeing the support that the school has for um, all its athletes is really, really awesome. Yeah, I know there are, like, signs in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really awesome to see. Now, you got Colby and Bowden coming up. Yep. Obviously, those would be nice. You said before, kind of litmus test, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have Colby and Bowden next week. Definitely going to be a test, I think. You know, today we kind of struggled more than we wanted to, so I think next week we're really just going to have to focus on, you know, playing as five people on the court together as one unit, and, you know, it's going to be a good test to see where we're at in the NESCAC right now. All right, Nina, thanks so much. Thank you. The Bates swimming teams won the Maine State Championship over Colby Bowden and the University of Maine last weekend. The two-day event simulated what the Bobcats will see at the NESCAC Championships, meaning it was a grind. Lots of events and lots of fast times. Our female Bobcat of the Week, sophomore Yannicka Ho, put up the fastest times, winning three individual races and setting the school record in the 100 IM along the way. Well, I really like the IM because it gives you the ability to switch between different strokes and it's not just one thing, so I really enjoy like the variety in both the training and in the races. What uh, was working particularly well, I guess, on, on the weekend there? 
It was the atmosphere of the meet, and it was kind of more championship meet-like, and we wore, like, tech suits and things like that, so I definitely think that this, in comparison to dual meets or things like that, it was more, like, high-intensity, and that, like, stimulates a good environment. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about the championship atmosphere there, because obviously University of Maine's there also, right? Yeah, so it's UMaine, Colby, and Bowden and us, and so it's... There's a lot of people, and um, we basically swim the same. Um, the order of events is the same as would be at Nezcacs, and so that like also really makes it feel more like a championship meet. What other races were you involved in? Tell us a little bit about how it went for you overall. I swam a bunch of different races <laughs> over the weekend, um, but I think some of the ones that went really well were the 100 free and the 100 fly, which um, I've been training for a lot, so I'm very happy with how I did over the weekend. All right, tell us about the training, because it's pretty intense, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We've kind of reached a point in our training, like right before our training trips, so we're kind of ramping it up in preparation for that. Um, so the training's pretty tough, so we're all pretty tired, but I think that this weekend was still really fun to get out and race and do some fast stuff. What's a typical practice like? Well, I'm in the sprint group, so for me it's a lot of um, like short sprints, um, like varying the rest, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> kind of a lot of yardage. Have you always been a sprinter, or do you ever do distance? No, I don't do any distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm basically just a sprinter. I don't think I could do the distance events mentally or physically. So, <laughs> so what does it take in your mind to be a good sprinter? Um, to have like quick reaction times and to be able to turn it on like for a short amount of time and just really give it your all for that minute or however long it takes you to finish the race, but really to have that switch to kind of turn it on during that race time since you don't have a lot of time to like build into things. Last year you got to go to the NCAA championships, got some All-Americans there. What did you learn from that experience? Yeah, that was a really, really great learning experience. I think I definitely saw some of the bigger competition that we have at um, nationals that we don't really get to swim against in season. Um, so I think it was a really great learning experience and just being at a meet that was that big and that intense, um, learning how to handle that environment and how to handle so many races um, in like a short amount of time. Training trip coming up to Florida. I know Williams, you're going to have a meet with them there, right? Yeah, that's really exciting um, to get to race some fast people while we're training hard and in Florida, which is always really fun. So I think it'll be a really fun, nice little fun meet. I know Peter considers the train trip very important. What makes it so important in your mind, I guess, in terms of preparing you for the January events? Yeah, well, I think that training trip is really important not only to get in that amount of yardage and that amount of training because we do um, two-a-days every day during training trip. So that intensity and that, like, the yardage that we just get in in those workouts um, is really important, but also just having that time to be together as a team and really like live together and train together and spend that amount of time together I think is really good for our bonding and we do a lot of um, team dinners and team events and different things to try to work on that too to be a strong team both in the pool and out of the pool. You have a routine you go through does Peter ever throw any change-ups and change things up a little bit? Um, I'd say we have a pretty routine yeah. practice most of the time. I mean, sometimes he'll throw in like some fast stuff at the end that he doesn't write on the practice just 
so like you don't know that it's coming and then <laughs> you're tired and you have to sprint at the end um but that's like good meat preparation too Absolutely. Well, Yannicka Ho, our female Bobcat of the Week, thanks so much. Thank you. Senior Teddy Pender is our male Bobcat of the Week. He not only won four individual events, he also helped the Bobcats win a pair of relays and earn points with strong finishes in events he doesn't usually swim. It was a great time. Uh, we had a great atmosphere on poolside. There wasn't a point where anybody was sitting down, everybody was cheering, which is great to see. Um, and the sheer number of events that we all swam is, is, is a, it was a character building session uh, over the weekend. And um, it's great to see that where we're at at this point in the season, and I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season as well. You mentioned the variety of events. You swam a few events you don't normally necessarily specialize in, right? Uh, I do like to test my hand in a couple of other events from time to time, and uh, this weekend was a time for that. I, I, I swam the 100 breaths and the 50 breaths. Um, I lost to a junior on our team, Alex Bedard, and I have no problem with that. <laughs> um, it's always healthy to have a little bit of in-team rivalry, but, you know, the best man's going to win, and that's, that's usually Alex in the breaststroke. Um, I also swam the 100 IM, and that's a lot of fun. Um, it's kind of rare that we get a chance to swim that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's nice to get a, a, not necessarily a break from my main events, but um, it's, just, it's just fun to race other things and test out new strategies. I know the University of Maine was there, too, so that adds a little extra intrigue, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, Maine uh, is a Division One school, uh, a school of, like, 20,000 kids. Um, it's, it's great to race them. They're, they're a great team, and they're great competitors, too. You touched on this, how, um, you know, you're going up against your teammates in, in a lot of these races, like uh, Alex and, you know, other, uh, other folks as well. So, I mean, in practice, it must be a real competitive atmosphere, too, right? It's really competitive in practice, <laughs> um, but it's, it, that's why it's so great. Um, and I always tell the guys that there's nobody I'm more scared of racing against than my teammates because I know what they're capable of. And then um, we talked a little bit with Yannicka about this, but the training I know is very intense. For people who don't know, describe a typical day for you when you're training for these meets. Sure. Um, so we usually up pretty early. I'm up at about 5.30. Um, walking to the pool about 5.50. On poolside, 5.55. In the water at 6. Um or lifting at 6, and then again in the afternoon, either at 2.30 or 4.30, we're back at practice again um, for two hours. So it's, it's, it's very rigorous, um, and at the moment we're just putting um, a lot of yards under us, and that's going to give us a good base for the second uh, half of the year where we just look at um, sprinting and racing and getting a hand on the wall first. How do you find time to do homework? It's, it's not easy to, to get everything done um, on time, but it's something that you need to do. And uh, I'll never forget uh, a talk our headmaster gave us in, in high school uh, where he said, you can always be more busy, you can always do something else. And I, I took that to heart, and it's something I carry with me from, from day to day. And if, if I'm ever struggling with something, I always try and keep things in perspective. Um, that I, will, I will always have time to, to finish what I need to do before the deadline. And um, it's just a matter of staying on top of, uh, on top of your work. Absolutely. Well, the core of the men's team that really made a lot of history for the program last year, back this year, including yourself, uh, how excited are you for the potential of this team? Because it seems like you guys are ready to set even more records this year. Um, there's definitely a lot of potential in the team. <laughs> uh, we're just a little smaller than we were last year. We did graduate a lot of guys, um, particularly out of the sprint core. Um, but it's nice to see that we have a lot of freshmen who are now joining the sprint core of the team um, and really rising to the occasion. So... Um, in terms of breaking records and um, going certain times, uh, this team is a totally different dynamic, and it's very special in itself, and um, th they're going to achieve a lot, I'll say that. 
main state champion again for the team. What does that mean for you to, you know, dominate Colby and Bowden these last few years, and you may for that matter? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but with the guys at Colby and Bowden and, and Maine are um, – we have great rivals, great rivalries with them, and um, it's always great to get up and race against them because they don't want to lose and we don't want to lose. Uh, but at the end of it all, we're all friends, and we all shake hands and say well done to each other because that's what it's about. And then uh, at an actual meet, when you're done with an event, because you, you do so many different events, what's your procedure to prepare for the next one? You obviously cool down for a bit, and then you have time, time to cheer your teammates on too, right? Yeah, um, so basically it's it's up on the blocks, race, get out, warm down as much as possible before your next race. Um, if you watch the videos, you'll see men and women in the warm-down lane cheering for other people, um, and then warm downing, warming down more, and getting out, getting a quick drink, um, shaking shaking off whatever lactate you have in your legs and arms off and then getting ready to go again um but that's what it's about just getting up going again and again and again it's just great practice for conferences well, we got the training trip coming up it's going to be your last one right a senior this year um what what do you most look forward to maybe what do you most dread about it uh, <laughs> the fatigue and, yeah. and um the, the lethargy that will come with training trip is what i fear the most but um it's a great time to get yards under my belt, and um, I've I've grown up swimming long course, and that's what we do down in Florida. So it's something I'm more um, more used to, and I, I enjoy. Um, being in the sun's always nice as well. Heading to, heading to the beach is is fantastic. Uh, I grew up on the beach as well, so um, it's always nice to feel somewhat at home down in Florida. You have a meet against Williams, right? Do you do that every year, or is this different? Uh, last year, we weren't able to swim them because our train trip uh, didn't overlap. Uh -huh. um, and we swam Wayne State. Um, I was actually very sick for that meet, so I, didn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't able to compete. Uh, but, yeah, we do have a meet against Williams. Um, it's, it's not an official meet, um, but it's great racing those guys. Any experience against uh, the Williams crew is a good one. Um, they're, they're an awesome bunch of guys, and they're great to compete against. Great. Last question. Any other thoughts on this past weekend and what you saw from you, you and your teammates? It was just a fantastic performance overall. Um, the way we stood up and cheered for each other. Um, I remember one of our first years said, uh, wow, a one, one really good swim really does lead into another one. And it was just contagious amongst the whole team. And once we kick it off right, it just followed through. And um, that's just what we have to continue doing for the rest of the year. All right. Teddy Pender, ML Bobcat of the Week. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. The squash teams took a trip to Poughkeepsie, New York last weekend to take on Vassar and Haverford. The men improved to 4-0 on the season with a 9-0 win over Vassar and a 7-2 victory over Haverford. The women fell 5-4 to Vassar but bounced back to beat Haverford 6-3. This week we chat with the top players on both squash teams. Sophomore Lutza Polgar plays at the number one position for the women's squash team. She's undefeated so far on the year and earned first-team All-NASCAC honors last season. First of all, you grew up in Budapest. Uh, how did you first even hear about the opportunity maybe to come play squash at Bates College? Um, when I was 18 and I was in my senior year of high school back home, um, my parents got me for my 18th birthday to come to the U.S. Junior Open to play squash. And so I came, I talked to a couple of college coaches, and they all told me to, to try to go to a boarding school first. So I applied to a couple of them. I got into Hotchkiss in Connecticut. So I went there for my postgraduate year, and then I, I just heard about Bates um, when, uh, when Pat, our coach, um, tried to recruit me. 
so we came up here, I visited, and I just love the place. I love the team, and I applied DD1, got in, and that's how I'm here. Great, great. What was your year like at the postgrad year there in Connecticut? It was, it was very tough. Um, my English was not nearly as good as it is right, right now, um, so I was just trying to learn as much as possible. I was trying to just get through my classes. Uh, it was very tiring. I was not nearly fluent. Um, and it was hard to, hard to first to interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis in a foreign language. And um, it just got better day by day. And it was a really good preparation for, for Bates. Had you ever been to America before the U.S. Junior Open there? No, that was my first time, and the second time was when I moved to Connecticut. So, so what was your first impressions of the States and what, uh, differences and similarities between where you grew up? I don't even know how to compare it. <laughs> it's just the culture is so different. Um, I mean, um, Hotchkiss was very different than Bates. Right. Um, so at Hotchkiss, I didn't didn't feel as comfortable as here. Um, it just kind of felt like um, no one was really that comfortable. Everyone just had this like kind of shell around them and tried to protect themselves. And here, everyone is just so real, so so welcoming. And um, and back home, I don't really know how to explain. It's just everything is so so different that it was definitely a huge culture shock to come to the states like even to Bates even to Hotchkiss it was just it was just it's unexplainable it's I don't know how to well sure maybe like one adjustment you had to make besides the language obviously maybe maybe the biggest adjustments uh, were how people people dress on a daily basis <laughs> that was that was very shocking for me since Back in Europe, you don't leave your house wearing sweatpants. You don't leave your house not not trying to look good without wearing makeup, without like without, without presenting yourself. And and here, people are more comfortable. Just you know, go do gros groceries on a Sunday night, Sunday morning in their pajamas. That never happens back home. So that was that was tough for me to to recognize that. Yeah, that's something that people do and that's acceptable yeah <laughs> interesting interesting it's a little, obviously a lot more casual here and uh, uh do you like that or is it i mean i still i still i can't change the way yeah. i way i way i um dress up every morning i wouldn't be able to wear sweatpants to a class or anything like that but i can accept it i can i can accept that people people do that I don't mind it anymore. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, and so you mentioned that Bates was so very friendly and everything. Um, uh, what makes the team so welcoming, you think? Wow, the team is just amazing. Everything about it. It's we have so many international players, which makes it so much easier. Which made it so much easier for me to to adjust to Bates in general. There were a lot of people who went through the same things that, as I did, and um, we just have a support system that. I don't think I don't think people realize from the outside, but we all do love each other so much that it's just it's just a big family. It's amazing. Now this fall for the women's squash team, it is interesting because there's a lot of people studying abroad. I know Christina's down in D.C. and so um, what's it been like? You know, obviously it gets other players some opportunities, right? Yeah, we we have we have so many new players. Uh, we have some returners, uh, Keta and Hannah, who didn't play last year, mm -hmm. um, so they they came came back they're seniors this year 
and we have a lot of freshmen on the team and they're just all so great. I, I was actually kind of concerned by having so many new players, but everyone is just getting along so well that it it's not it's not hard. It's not hard to adjust to that. This past weekend you had an interesting trip, right? You went out to uh, Vassar there in Poughkeepsie. I'm sure you've probably never been there before. Um, I have. <laughs> you have? Yeah, I have. Okay. I have. My best friend, uh, my best friend's grandparents live in Poughkeepsie, so well, there you go. yeah, I actually spent um, my last Thanksgiving there. <laughs> so you were comfortable in the surroundings. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I know you went to a museum, right? Yeah, we went to the FDR uh, Presidential Library. We had a, t a really nice tour there. What did you find most interesting? Wow, it was it was everything. I, I found most interesting. Um, I think that was the the background they had their their um, FDR's life growing up, um, Eleanor Roosevelt's life growing up. It was just it was ju just amusing how because you you think about them as as the president and the first lady, and it's just so distant. But then you you got uh, you get to know about their struggles when they were younger, and they're just they just kind of become human great great are you going to get a chance to go back to hungary for the holidays oh yeah i always go back for christmas okay yeah. what, what's christmas like over there it's it's um it's more it feels like compared to compared to america mm -hmm. it's more like a family holiday holiday and not that consuming oriented so my family doesn't give presents anymore to each other we just uh, we all make we all have to make a dish and just put it on the table and uh, we just spend time together and that's um, that's always a really fun time to just hang out with them terrific and then January you'll restart the squash season here at yeah. Bates where you're most looking forward to the second uh, half of the season if you will oh wow I'm looking forward to all the home matches that we're gonna have yeah. we're gonna have home matches every weekend and I'm I'm really excited for my friend. Last year we didn't have a lot of home matches, and this year I'm just really excited about my friends coming out there and every, all the support that we're gonna have, or we hopefully are gonna have. And um, I'm really excited about um, playing Middlebury home and Williams at home, and and it's just hopefully we will get the wins that we need to get and um, and move on strong. Well, I wanted to touch on you playing at the number one position. You earned that spot last year. You've been doing it again this year. What's that like to be at the number one spot? Um, so I was playing number two first semester right. last year, and then second semester I was playing number one. I'm still playing number one. Um, it's um, it's obviously it's obviously a lot of pressure, but I think everyone has a lot of pressure on the team. Um, I I personally feel like. Um, I personally feel like it's an honor to play number one for this team and to and to be able to to talk to talk to people at other positions, trying to trying to um, give them advice about their play. It's obviously it's a it's a lot of lot of responsibility too, but but I like it. I really like playing um, number one and just playing on the team in general. It's, really nice. Great. Lutsa Pogar, thanks so much. Thank you. Sophomore Mahmoud Yusri plays at the number one position for the men's squash team. Just like Pogar, he was a first team all NASCAC selection last year and is undefeated so far this season. Mahmoud, before you came to Bates, you were you know, at boarding school for three years. Um, what was that experience like coming over from Egypt to, to America for that experience and how to prepare you for college? It all started in uh, 2011 really when I came to the US Open here and I was playing uh, uh, U15 uh, happened that I won the tournament. Then I started looking at high schools in the states. 
I looked at a few of them and then I ended up at Brooks School. I repeated sophomore year at Brooks and I kept going till senior year. I started, talk, I started talking to a couple coaches like there and that, just like everywhere, just trying to buy, find the best fit. But then eventually I talked to Pat and then I visited Bates. Uh, I came here, saw the team, saw the courts, saw the colic, and uh, went to a class in two. It was it really it really felt good. Like it felt special. I d- I didn't have the chance to visit that many colleges, but I knew when I stepped on this campus, it was it was something special. And I have a theory that like wherever you go, you're gonna find the great people. But I wanted to meet the great people people here at Bates. When did you start playing squash? Uh, I started when I was really young, but like I started taking it seriously when I was uh, when I was nine, because my dad used to play with his friends and whatnot. And just I used to go watch him, and I really felt that like I would enjoy the sport. But then when I was nine, I started uh, participating in tournaments, and uh, started from there. Great tradition here at Bates with Egyptians coming over and doing quite well. I mean, did, were you familiar with you know Ahmed Abdel Khalik before you visited or anything? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before Khalik actually came here, we were on the same club team, and we played together for a little bit. And yeah, we I knew him before before I came. Right, because you're both from Cairo, right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Okay. Great, great. So when you first came over to the states, what was your first impression of us compared to like life in Egypt? I mean, honestly, I didn't have any uh, expectations. Mm-hmm. I just I wanted to just like come here and experience it just like have the first impression and all that when I first came it was kind of like a cultural shock I had to adapt a little bit and like find like where I need to change what like I need to compromise to have the best of both worlds pretty much and because like I still go back home like every break so it was it was like the first I'd say like four months were a little hard but I eventually uh, found my way Great, great. And you're playing the number one position this year. You played number two last year behind Ahmed Hatata. What was that experience like to kind of learn from him? And now he's your, he's coaching this year as a volunteer. Yep, last year was great, actually. We had like a kind of like an unspoken competition. <laughs> I put a target on it. It was never personal, of course, but like I put a target on his back and he, he knew I was coming for him. So we always had that little like tension on court when we hit it together. But it was, it was absolutely healthy and like. It, it, like it definitely benefited both of us because like he was trying to push forward to like not get me to beat him pretty much and I was always trying to chase him around but I gotta give him the credit he was the he, he was able to secure the number one spot and do pretty well at the end of the season. Well, now this year he can share some of his tips and tricks, right? Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you most apply to your game this year maybe uh, to improve on from last season? I mean, uh... Last year, I had to watch him play in number one, and like I realized, it was like a it was a big responsibility because like whether you like it or not, like all the like when you look at a team, you like you you start by looking at the top of the ladder, and I'm fortunate enough to to be number one, but of course I'm not taking that for granted, and I'm putting in a lot of effort to make sh- like at least make sure to myself that I deserve to be there. Well, we have another sophomore in Graham Bunnell who's really stepped up this year, and he's playing number two now, right? Absolutely, Graham Bunnell worked a lot, so so hard over the summer, and he definitely deserved every everything he's gotten this year. And I'm I'm confident of his he has a great future. 
Now you guys uh, took a trip to upstate New York uh, this past weekend. I know you got to go to the uh, FDR Museum, right? What was that experience like? It was a lot. It was, it was a great experience. Uh, it wasn't my first time, but oh, okay. it was it was it was good to be there and like with the team and just ha- share that experience with the team. So you've been there before. What was the context of that? It was uh, it was over winter break. Oh. Uh, sorry, uh, February break last year, and Garen because his grandparents are. Garen Rothenberg, his grandparents are on the board, and so just we he invited us to his house. Then we had to, we went for a tour. Okay, and the team off to a great start this year. Uh, what's been really you've been obviously watching other guys uh, up and down the ladder. What have you seen from them in terms of making it all click so far? Uh, so far, I'm I'm confident of uh, of the team, and we're still gonna get Coley Cannon. He's abroad right now. And considering both teams, the women's team as well, they're, they've got like some tough times. But definitely after the rest of the women come back in the in January, they're going to be like so strong. The glass court over there at the squash center, I know that's kind of unique, right? You don't get to play on glass courts in other venues, right? Uh, actually, not. Yeah. There, there, there isn't a lot of uh, glass courts, and uh, like not a lot of colleges have glass courts. Especially the glass court we have was the. Was for one like they played on TOC in uh, Grand Central Station, and it's a very big tournament. And like we were lucky enough to be able to get that court. I know it's a little different than other courts. What do you like playing? I mean, I've, you must like playing on, right? I mean, it, it, like it, it's definitely like you feel under the spotlight a little bit. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want that? But like uh, the glass court is a little different than the other courts. There are stone walls and wooden walls. How the the ball bounced back. That's a little different. It's not that much different, but like if you're if you're a good squash player, you're gonna understand the difference between those courts and gonna like gonna have to adapt because like not not like each college has different courts. So like you're always gonna play different places. You're always gonna some of them like colder courts. Some of them are faster courts. So like you gotta be you gotta know where you, where uh, what kind of court you're playing on, and definitely that affects your game. And if you're a good enough squash player, you're going to be able to realize what kind of core you're playing on and what kind of player you're playing with. So, like, you got to pretty much have to get the like best of both. Last question for you. A winter break coming up here, and then we got the big matches against Middlebury and Williams in January, of course. But uh, during winter break, are you going back to Egypt? Are you going to play with anybody? What's your plan? I, I'm going to go back home. Uh, luckily, I'm going to be playing with Mohamed Abulgar. He's uh, ranked uh, 11th. Uh, professionally right now so that's going to be a pretty good opportunity pretty good opportunity to work with him on my uh, on my game and whatnot and I worked with him over the summer and he really helped me become a better athlete so I'm really grateful yeah it helps to play the 11th wing play in the world right? <laughs> I mean like not a lot of people get that so like I have to <laughs> take every advantage of it excellent well Mahmoud Yusri thanks so much for joining us here on the Bobcast yep thank you Congrats are in order for the 69 Bates student-athletes named NESCAC Fall All-Academic last week. Meanwhile, All-Region Awards got announced, with senior men's soccer forward Nate Merchant earning second-team All-Region honors. Junior women's soccer forward Olivia Amder earned third-team All-Region. And field hockey's Taylor Loft and Caroline O'Reilly landed spots on the All-New England West first and second teams, respectively. This week features three Bates home games, starting right away Tuesday night when the women's basketball team hosts Colby at 6 p.m. And the men's basketball team takes on Husson at 8. The men visit Bowdoin Thursday, and the women host the Polar Bears Saturday at 3, while the men visit Colby. We'll recap this busy week of hoops next time on the Bates 
Bobcast.